My name is Angelika Love. I'm a PhD student at the University of Oxford as a social psychologist who studies intergroup relations, friendship across group boundaries, and I've only just started my Cumberland Lodge scholarship. I'm Said Akkad, um, a PhD student at the University of Ghent, um, working on cancer-related research. I've been a Cumberland Lodge scholar since September 2017. And we're here at the Race in Britain conference in um, a very sunny Great Windsor Park today and here to talk a little bit about some of the key takeaway points from, from what has been an incredibly dense and at times heavy but also joyous and really inspiring conference. I think there were different perspectives that really influence my thinking on race in Britain today that came, came out quite nicely during the many conversations we've had over the last two days. I, I think the first one is really the historical perspective of race relationships in the UK, which prior to this, as, as a, a German um, foreigner in the UK, I didn't know all that much about the Race Relation Acts and the change of the notion of citizenship after the dissolution of, of the empire yeah. and how that has changed over the decades. So the historical perspective was one of the key novel aspects for me. Exactly. I also agree with the historical point of view because for me, coming from the Middle East, we were uh, all we've been hearing in schools is that uh, the British Empire and the French Empire uh, had a major role in the, all the, the problems that are going on in the Middle East and it all goes back to the uh, uh, Empire era. Uh, but I was really happy to see how people were talking about this and were trying to take ownership of all the, the, the consequences of, the, uh, of that era and they were trying to try to find a way to make reparations, all that. The other thing that I really took away from it was this really burning desire for difficult conversations that was very, very salient in the room. And there are different takes on this, I think, and I wonder how, how you picked up on those. For me, there are two perspectives. One, part of the participants really seem to say the people who need to participate in these conversations are not in the room. Yeah, they were invited to, to talk about race and they're not in the room and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And then there was a constituent really also that seemed to say, well, we all need spaces as people who are active in this in this domain, who, who research and speak and campaign on inequality-related issues we need to also have our space to cross-fertilize ideas, to discuss, to learn where we're at, to get updated on recent research. So it's great that we have a space here to come together. And then we need to take this outside of this space and involve the people who otherwise are not part of the conversation, but need to be. Yeah, yeah. And I think we, we, we should really deliver the message of Cumberland Lodge that you are welcome to come and speak openly and... Uh, express yourself, uh, whatever your views are, and uh, even if you have different views, we are uh, more than happy to hear them and discuss discuss them with you. And it's not just about finding agreement, is it? It's about developing a so sense of respect and empathy for people who you don't agree with. Yeah, exactly. So we, we, because it's not about politics, right? We're not discussing political views. We're more trying to tackle social issues, right? Yeah. So that's 
that's the, the, the common goal, is to find uh, solutions to uh, social issues. Yeah, and they affect everyone. I think, like you said, making those difficult conversations was really uh, interesting because so many people were trying to express their their takes. Uh, Windrush uh, scandal and all uh, other these consequences that they should have talked about more and should try to make amends for more. Uh, so I, I think that this was one thing. The other thing is the amount of data that's being collected. And the only thing that I think should have been more talked about is uh, what we should do about this data. And everybody was asking this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of the things I'm a little bit skeptical about. It came up during some of the discussions that really all we need to do is we need to inform inform civic society, inform policymakers, change education, change what's in the curriculum. And I'm a little bit skeptical about that because I wonder whether the more potent force for changing inequality really is experience with people who are different from you. Because that leads to a sort of more embodied knowledge, a more instinctive, more visceral, a change of the visceral reaction to people who are different from you, greater empathy, more trust, less threat perception, a greater sense of who is part of my group, who is part of my sort of more inclusive sense of self. And sometimes I think we overemphasize data and one of the panelists during the conference said, data doesn't, statistics don't, don't change hearts and minds. Yeah. So one of the key aspects really of what we should do with all of this knowledge that we have collected here over the last two days really is to think, how can that feed into initiatives for the public that bring people together from different communities so that we can build alliances across different sectors of society so that we can build empathy and understanding and so that ultimately we all become part of a larger more inclusive collective that campaigns together around shared values and shared concerns the idea is to ultimately achieve a collective sense of Britishness a collective sense of we have a stake in each other's well-being regardless of what our background is And I'm really keen to see us take this and make something concrete with it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas how to make this more practical? My hope would be that we can invite people in who already do practical things with this. There are great social integration in initiatives all across the country, but I think we showcase them far too little. And let's acknowledge that the experiences you and I and our fellow participants have at Cumberland Lodge, we can go away and talk to our people, our friends, our families about what we hear, who we met, who we related to, the unexpected kinship we sensed, and we know that that will have a ripple effect through communities more widely. Yeah, um, I think the, the thing that has been in nagging in the back of my mind when I was listening to all of these interesting talks is that... Even uh, back at home, we have this problem. We have this sort of um, very subtle kind of racism. Uh, We discriminate against people who are different from us uh, very unknowingly. And I think, um, I'm hoping that from all of the things that I'm learning here is that I can somehow implement that more often in my everyday life, in how I 
look at things and how I discuss things with people and how to get them to think more about how they, they deal with the, uh, the, the fellow citizens who are different. It's not only in the UK, but also back home in Syria. I think uh, it, it, it really, this conference really opened my mind to this thing because we really, uh, on top of all of the, uh, of the issues that we have at the moment, we also have these uh, little subtle things that can uh, eat at the, the society from within and make it very vulnerable against the big changes. Yeah, it's really not just a UK conversation, it's a global one. Exactly, exactly. This recording was made at Cumberland Lodge in November 2018 as part of our Race in Britain conference. You can find out more on our website, cumberlandlodge.ac.uk, and a conference report will be published on the Learning Resources page of the website.